Hello and welcome to Rising News, the podcast with all you need to know about your weekly news. Today is Saturday the 18th of April 2020. schools and the return of students which may be coming to New South Wales students in week three next term and Kmart and David Jones have been slammed for their online shopping operations during this pandemic all right I'm back hello everybody hope you all had a great Easter break um hope you all stayed safe and uh did what you could to have some fun in your home I myself, uh, I, I tried to make the best out of a uh, very slow, slow situation. But um, obviously, as uh, you would know by now, if you've been listening to the podcast, public holidays, there are no uh, podcast episodes. Uh, I've also got some more information today about uh, season one and how long season one's going to go to. Um, I'm going to talk a bit more about this at the end, but just quickly, season one will have ten episodes. Uh, this is episode three of that, so we'll have seven more. There'll be a two-week gap before we begin uh, season two, which will have another ten episodes. There will be some bonus episodes and some bonus clips, but that won't be coming until later this season. Uh, I'm pretty sure the last episode will be in early June to mid-June. Uh, I can't remember, I don't really have the math here in front of me, but the team and I have been working really hard to make sure we can get the best podcast out that we can make. So, the first article, coronavirus and its effects on people. Uh, The Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, has recently addressed the nation, stating that um, coronavirus and putting people into isolation is having negative effects on people's well-being, which would make sense if you look at it. If you look at how people would do so many tasks to get their minds active, uh, a lot of tasks that you can't do anymore, this, this is having a bad effect on people's well-being. Mental health is one of the biggest health factors facing the human race this generation. In addition to this, students who have been taught from home on online services have also been affected, with studies showing that children have been learning less, and some children not learning at all, which I've seen myself. I've seen it online, in person, in my own learning. I've seen people that have just done nothing, which is why Sadly, for those of you who are enjoying working from your home, working from your desk, working from your bed, wherever you work, for those of you that are working there, sadly, this could be bringing people back to school and bringing people back into the workplace. Now, this does not mean that we'll be going 100% back. Obviously, there's no vaccine or cure for the coronavirus at the moment. So this means that there would be shortened days, uh, lunch breaks would be shortened and would be put spread across, and when children went to school, would uh, would be spread across. Now, teachers have had their own opinions on this, and the teachers' unions have also had their words on this. And um, this would mean that about three days a week, kids would go to school, and the other two, other kids would go to school. So you don't have a school of 800, you, don't, you only have about 400 going each day. Teachers are saying that doing this in-person learning three days a week for these people, and online learning three days a week for other people, and, and vice versa, is too much. Teachers have worked very hard recently due to changing, having one day, 24 hours to change over to online learning for students. And usually 
everything that changes at schools and, and, and things like this, they have reasoning behind them. And it's it's not just because of the mental health, but because this can't... If we were to stay in schooling and working from home, uh, Premier Gladys Berejiklian has also said this would be for up to, up to a year or more because even with a vaccine, even with uh, really important things and factors, for what people want is to not go back to school and work until we can be sure we can't catch it, that's going to take at least a year. And so what we're going to do and what the government's plans are to do and state and federal governments, even across uh, the, the world, uh, they've decided to ease everything back in. China, on the other hand, is a bit of a different uh, mixed bag. Uh, China has already reopened their wet markets in Wuhan, which has caused uh, the death toll in China to spike upwards, which obviously most of you or all of you listening to this are Australians would agree... Um, that's uh, pretty, uh, pretty much of a D move. Obviously, this is a family-friendly podcast. I'm not actually going to swear. But yes, as I was saying, the well-being of people and students of all ages has been affected by isolation, and this will cause, this will cause effects, and this will cause changes on, uh, on everyone. This will, this will, this will cause big changes. This would mean that people are going back, easing it back in. This is what the Prime Minister had to say. The more we do the right thing now, the easier it will be in the long term for everybody. We still have a difficult road ahead of us at this point, despite the successes that Australians have achieved uh, in the weeks that we've just gone through. Uh, the more we keep it under control, um, the more we all enlist in the sorts of things we need to do uh, to help those who are tracing um, the virus and identifying it and uh, reacting to it if there are outbreaks, well, uh, the more we might be able to at some point return uh, to uh, easing of those restrictions. And uh, we've stayed ahead of it. We've got to keep ahead of it. Um, We can't allow our patience to wear off. I know it's a very anxious thing for Australians, but let's look to the experience of what's happened overseas. If you ease off too quickly, too early, then you end up making the situation situation even worse. And I don't just mean in the health terms. If you move too early and the health response gets out of control, then the economic consequences will be even worse. And yes, that's all right. That's all exactly what I'm trying to highlight here, is that what he's saying is that if we try and ease it back slowly, we can have better effects on people's well-being and students' education. However, bringing all the restrictions off too fast, like, say, China did could cause major, major disruptions. Now, this has more than just one effect. Economic effects. People uh, have been lost, have lost their jobs. Uh, people have, have had tons of restrictions on how they can make money. And this, this doesn't just affect those people affected, but it affects the economy. The amount of money being spent has gone down, obviously. Most, most non-essential services, all non-essential services in New South Wales are closed. They're shut. They're closed. So, so that means that the economy is getting worsened. And if we don't ease back these restri- these restrictions slowly, we could we could get into a really bad place. We could get back to how we were in the nineteen twenties. Now, th- that's a very very harsh case, but but it can happen. We need to make sure that we stay ahead of this and plan step by step. Now, that's all I'm going to talk about coronavirus for today. I'm going to look at um some other some other stuff now. So. For all of you fast food fans, Macca's is now offering some free delivery with Uber Eats this weekend. 
starting today, which is the Saturday, the 18th of April. McDonald's, the fast food chain, has been giving away free delivery for people using the Uber Eats app for all orders over $25. Surprisingly, their marketing director, Joe Feeney, said, The offer will be available to those who select the contactless delivery option. So if you would like to add an extra nugget, or or an extra six nuggets, or an extra 24 nuggets, or an extra 48 nuggets for (laughs) you-know-who, you might as well. Because if you can get that total over 25 bucks, Macca's free delivery. Yes, but Macca's has taken it one step further with giving, with selling essential products like milk to help the community safely access essential items. Jeez, I'm having a bad day with English today. Seriously. <laughs> it's like a week away from the podcast and this is what happens to you. <laughs> it gets pretty rough. Uh, McDonald's has also said, we're also now able to provide more milk options to customers with the addition of almond, soy and lactose-free milk cartons to the menu. Uh, this is something I've noticed in person. At uh, not only McDonald's, but this is highlighted by McDonald's, Depending on where you are, chains will offer different different options. Uh, this is this is the example for McDonald's. Is if you go to um, an outback town, I can't think of one. Wagga Wagga, I th- I'd say Wagga Wagga has got one. If any of you have been to Wagga Wagga, uh, the Maccas there will sell almond milk for your you know cappuccino, latte, hot chocolate, all your McCafe stuff. However, if you go to somewhere like uh, Darling Harbour, or if you go to somewhere like Circular Quay in Sydney, the McDonald's there will only sell the top three, which are skim, whole and soy. The reason for this is people think that in a smaller environment with more people wanting that, the percentage goes up. People are going to need a different product, which in finance, which I will talk about later, I will talk about finance a bit later, that is, that is how you would make the money. And so this is now going to be brought around the whole chain with the offering of uh, soy and lactose-free milk cartons to the menu. Now that's your Macca's news for this week. But yes, I should go into finance. Um, I don't go. I don't really highlight hi- highlight finance often in this podcast because I believe that some of you listening would be bored by it and skip ahead. By the way, just letting you know with my um administration and the team's administration um i can see statistics on which of you listen to the podcast the whole way which of you listen to three seconds of it and the percentage of you that actually subscribe thank you so much to um to the first 15 of you who have subscribed um i'd like to get something out to you guys to say thank you and um i'm gonna try and get this to get as good as i can but anyway in finance news as I said earlier in the introductions, Kmart and David Jones have been slammed for poor online shopping operations. Shoppers have ridiculed David Jones's online operation, criticising the major department store for not delivering purchased items and failing to respond to customer complaints. Consumers have also turned on fan favourite Kmart as the discount chain struggles to shift its businesses to the web during the coronavirus-induced national shutdown. Review sites can can fall foul for being a platform for vindictive trolls and corrupted accounts, but a leading retail expert says the sheer number of complaints across two sites reveals a common trend, particularly 
with David Jones. David Jones, by the way, for all of you listening, this is a bit of a slam this week. Um, they're the ones that still use Windows XP for their uh, POS, which is a point-of-sale machine. Um, and before that, they were using uh, screens with only 8-bit displays. So, as you could tell, they're not that good when it comes to technology at David Jones. However, with an attempt to digitalise their shopping experience, they have been slammed by consumers. People have been told by product review websites such as productreview.com.au to not even bother trying to contact David Jones customer service to help with anything, says one of the unhappy consumers. Others labelled the experience as terrible and one said if I could give zero stars, I would. Which makes me wonder, how many of you listening have had a zero star experience and with who? Submit that in our poll, which is going live on Sunday morning at 8am. That's on risingnews.weebly.com. For any of you that haven't seen the website, risingnews.weebly.com is our website, where you can get all the info on the podcast and more. Also, for those of you who are listening on risingnews.weebly.com, thanks and welcome to the podcast. But if you'd also like to, you can subscribe to the podcast in the Apple Podcasts app for iPhones and the Podbean app for Android. Um, this is the first time I've mentioned Podbean. Um, Podbean's an amazing uh, podcasting service. No, not sponsored. I actually use Podbean myself to host this pod- podcast. If any of you out there listening would like to start your own podcast, get in touch with me and I can um, give you some assistance with uh, linking up with Podbean. Um, I also have to train the, tr- the crew on how to use Podbean, but um, that's something for another day. Now, with Kmart... People have been given the wrong products. People have been waiting past the delivery dates they've tried to pay for. And people have been complaining for weeks. No address from anyone. No address from from anyone about how to fix it. All Kmart has claimed is, thanks for your patience, you're in the queue. We're experiencing a high volume of traffic due to COVID-19, so we're trialling a queuing process. Yeah, thanks, Kmart. Yeah, that's, that's totally helped. You're owned by West Farmers. By the way, West Farmers owns Coles, Target, and those kinds of shops. They have billions of dollars. If they wanted to, they would make it easy. If they wanted to, they could get the server farms. If they wanted to, they could make it so that you could order 20 products at once and have it to your door in 30 seconds. They just don't want to. Because most solutions to problems caused by isolation and uh, the pandemic are temporary fixes, companies don't want to put too much money into changing how they work, which is also similar with um, schools not wanting to encourage kids to buy technology that they don't need to because it's only a temporary fix. This is leading to why Kmart and David Jones are having struggles processing these problems. So then, why? Why then, if they're having problems, don't other companies have problems? Well, this is because other companies... Uh, which I could mention one or two. Uh, what should I mention? Um, the shopping giants have closed down their delivery, but Click and Collect is working very well. Uh, well, what can I mention? Oh, yes. Officeworks. Officeworks has been promising one business day delivery for their products, and um, I'm going to be jumping on that train very soon. So then, if they can do it, why can't everyone? Well, this is because they got on the train early. They jumped on before the first stop. They knew that stuff like this was happening and they were willing to spend the money. Now, Officeworks is also owned by a shopping giant, West Farmers. However, because it is its own entity, it's decided to spend the money itself 
even having a great online shopping experience with great ratings online in the first place. Now, in in more in some more finance news, the the Australian share market has taken a bad fall this week after um, dropping down quite a bit uh, following last week's uh, sorry the week before having the best the share market's been all year, which leads investors hoping the worst of the share market losses were over after they were dealt a costly blow today with the Australian index plunging more than 2% early. The Australian Stock Exchange had been showing signs of life, edging higher over the last couple of weeks, but sceptical analysts were vindicated when the local market followed the fall from US stocks. A flurry of bad news released overseas has served as a reminder of the coronavirus' crippling effect on widespread industry and plummeting consumer sentiment, IG market strategist Jinji Pan said. The market has recovered slightly throughout the day with an ASX down to more than 1.3% near 12.30pm Sydney time today. The Australian workforce has been battered by the collapsing economy but the unemployment rate released early today was better than the experts had predicted, rising just 0.1%. To 5.2%. However, this March set of data is essentially irrelevant, given that it doesn't encapsulate the period impacted by the pandemic, BIS Oxford Chief Economist Sarah Hunter said. Survey data that underpins this release was gathered in the first two weeks of the month before the major restrictions on activity were put in place. We'll have to wait for clearer data to arise, she said. Now that's enough for finance news today. I don't want to bore the heck out of all my listeners. So um, I'm going to talk about cars. And specifically, Tesla cars. Now, Teslas, you either go one way or you don't. You hate them or you love them. Um, uh, with the Tesla Cybertruck, I've got a bit of news on the Tesla Cybertruck. They say it will be smaller and have a better suspension than originally promised. Tesla CEO Elon Musk revealed some additional details about the company's upcoming all-electric Cybertruck this week on Twitter. If you haven't seen the Cybertruck, this thing is a beast. It is a... It is a it's basically if you got a, um, a tin of tomatoes and you dropped it and then you picked it up, dropped it again, added some windows and made it dry with an all-electric motor that could last up to 500 kilometres of range, that's what you get. Um... People were a bit confused after failing to meet its uh, to meet its uh, standards of safety shown and demonstrated at the launch event. However, there have been some changes to the model to be released. When unveiled back in November, Tesla said the Cybertruck would feature an adaptive air suspension with self-leveling suspension. With air suspension with all self-leveling capabilities to conform to almost any environment or scenario. These Tesla cars, including the Model S, Model 3, Model X, Model Y, and the Cybertruck, in addition to the all-new Roadster to be released soon, have all been known for their features. These have all been known for their specific air suspension features, which will hope to be an even better feature in the Cybertruck. When asked what the biggest change to the Cybertruck would be, from prototype to eventual release, Musk cited a size reduction by 3%. Spe- specifications accompanying the truck during the unveil noted it was 231.7 inches long, 79.8 inches wide and 75 inches tall, 
which is uh, in centimeters, you just divide that by uh, 2.5. Oh, by the way, we haven't done the math because uh, this week I've had a few different things going on, so I haven't been doing this episode with the crew. I'm sorry if it's a bit of a bit of an all over the place episode, but I am trying my best. And we're at the 20 minute mark now, so um, hope it's sounding good. Now the production model will also have a more level center line, and the windowsill height will be lower. Be added. In some car news, Mazda CX-30 car has been taking the headlines, and um, I'm now going to share my personal opinion on it. The CX-30 is going to be a new direction for Mazda, and a new SUV, supposedly all electric. It follows the design and conforms to the size and shapeage of maybe a Mazda 3 combined with a CX-5. It's trying to combine an SUV with a sedan. It's not like the CX-3, it's not like a hatch, it's more of a... It's more of a box. Now, I call it a tissue box on wheels. Again, after being dropped on by a tomato can. I don't really like the design. And I'm brutal. Uh, I'm brutally honest. But it's not that good. You see, car manufacturers these days, Mazda, one of them, has believed that the modern art is one never seen before. Mercedes-Benz, Audi, Volkswagen, bigger, more, um, Mercedes-Benz, yeah, German <laughs> car brands, um, known for their more luxurious feel, have had, um, the same design. See, to them, if you can make it weird and wacky and have more, like, edges, which I would use my hands to gesture, but video podcaster isn't a podcast if it's got video, which I might actually come up with in the future. I'll tell that to the team. But, yeah, if you get a modern car and you make it all edgy and add, like, different points and triangles and all those kind of things, that's not what makes it modern if it doesn't have the features. Now, I think I've been speaking about this for three episodes now, but if it looks good and it could have a really good feature, it doesn't matter unless it works. So... Even if this new Mazda CX-30, even if the big car brands could have the nicest looking modern exterior, if you can't drive it, then what's it worth? You see, car brands rant about all these other features which you don't need to worry about if it doesn't drive well. The driving experience of cars has been less of a feature. Uh, a fair few years ago, maybe before I was even around, the driving experience was one of the biggest things highlighted. And I believe that that's what should be highlighted today. Now, I believe that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Um, I don't have much else to say. <laughs> Again, um, make sure to submit in our poll on wisenews.weely.com and go to wisenews.weely.com for more information. Um, yeah, so thanks again. Uh, I'm Rice Yoke. Riley Oaks. You know what? I'm going to leave that in. I'm not even going to cut that out. I'm Riley Oaks. Thanks for listening to Rising News. The weirdest and wackiest Rising News ever in its third episode on 18th of April 2020. I'm Riley Oaks. Again. Goodbye.